Today on Sagittarian Matters, it's a Halloween special featuring ghosts, aliens, scary stories, and more with my guest, Beth Ditto, and special commentary by producer Chris Sutton. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters, Sagittarian Matters, what's the Happy Halloween! Beth Ditto is an actress, a musician, and a very good friend to the podcast. Beth is known for singing solo and in her band Gossip, but you can catch her right now on the television show On Becoming a God in Central Florida on Showtime. Beth joined us to talk about scary stories, and one of these stories includes our very own producer, Chris Sutton. Please enjoy, happy Halloween, and stay tuned. Beth Ditto, welcome back to Sagittarian Matters. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. This is a spooky episode because Halloween is upon us. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. It is. I just learned that this uh this halloween did you have you heard halloween before no me neither it's a good one it is good because everybody parties the weekend before oh all right it's a good one do you have a scary story i do have a scary story i don't know how scary it is but um i'll start with this it is a very small town in arkansas called west point which is halfway between searcy the big town and georgetown the small town it's probably population 200, West Point. My mom is about, this is a secondhand story. My mother is 19. She is pregnant. She's <clears throat> with her second child, which is my, my brother, Robbie. And she's rocking her first child, my brother, Benny, in a rocking chair. And it's dark, so it's calm. And she's putting the baby to bed. My dad's at work. It's in the springtime, so it's too cold to keep the windows open, but it's still warm. It's like beautiful spring, Arkansas. And um, so she's, I, I just picture her like with her really beautiful 70s long thick hair and this like wooden rocking chair with this little baby in her arm is rocking to sleep and then, you know, her belly and she's just, she always sings lullabies, so I can imagine her with this big, really beautiful soprano voice, like, singing the kids to sleep. And, like, she, she sings us to sleep every night, and she's just, like, really, she just has a beautiful voice. So it's, like, to me, it's even more haunting just thinking about that. And she sees, so she's rocking in the chair with the babies, with the baby in her arms. She's pregnant. She's young. She's alone. And she sees these headlights go across the you know the living room where she's sitting and it's it's pretty late at night and she just she kind of is like that's really strange because she it's such a rural area it's a gravel road back then everything was unpaved and it's just like a country highway and she was like that's very odd so she doesn't really think much about it she didn't hear the gravel she just saw the lights and then she sees them again and she's like 
struck for a second. And she said she just sits there. She stops rocking the baby and she stops singing him. And all of a sudden, the light takes a shape. And it's this little petite figure that she knows instantly is her mother. And side note, her mother was this horrible redheaded Scorpio who was just not a very good person. It was just not, she, my mother had a childhood from hell and seeing this, her mother, she was just like, this is so crazy. Like she said, she wasn't afraid. She just, it was almost like a confrontation or something. And then she said she felt like her mother had come to her like to make peace or something. And all of a sudden someone comes to her door and remember this is rural and like someone had walked over and was knocking on the door. And she said, the neighbor was said that your, your brother is on the phone. And she said, it's my mom, isn't it? She was like, my mom is, my mom died. My mom's gone. And she said, he's just, you should come talk to him. Because they didn't have a phone, the neighbor did. So she went to the neighbor's house and my my uncle Clem did say, he was like, mom died. And it turns out that my brother was, or her brother was the operator of the, like for the emergency, like it was like pre-911 like for the ambulance at the EMTs or whatever. And Kurt, he was like, is, do you, he, like he was dispatching and like connecting the calls and he heard his mom's voice. And he was like, is that a little petite red haired lady? And they were like, yeah. And he was like, is that, is her name RB Ann? And they were like, yeah. So the ghost story goes back to, she sees her mom and she thinks, she still to this day is like, I think that was my mom coming to make some sort of peace with me and to see what actually being a mother was actually like, mm. like this was, this is how you see, like she believes in God, like that God was showing her that that's how you're, that's what, you know, that's, that was, that's what's like, I don't know. What's the word, Nicole, like comforting, soothing. That's what, um, I don't know motherhood I, I don't know like that's how to be a mother you know that's how to like that's how to treat your children that's what real love is like this and she you know, and I think my mom I don't know if my mom really ever accepted that goodbye but she definitely felt like there was some kind of deep meaning to it but what's really crazy is it's springtime there and my like I said my grandmother was a red-headed Scorpio she, she was born on Halloween and my mom realizes it's April Fool's Day, and she always knew she would. My grandmother used to say she always knew she would die on April Fool's Day, and she did. She got into a car accident, and she died. The other story is it's my sister's birthday. Funny enough, birthdays, lots of birthdays. But it's my sister's birthday. It's a rare, sunny Olympia day. This is before, for some reason, the Northwest has com- their climate's completely changed. Mm-hmm. Get the spit off of that microphone. Mm-hmm. Nicole, get, get, get. Um, you know how it used to be, like now it was like, when I left Portland just now, because we're in Los Angeles, but when I left Portland, it was, it used to be really cloudy right now. It's 67 degrees and bright and sunny. It's like a Midwest fall there right now. And it's yeah. been like that the last few years. But in the, not in the t- early 2000s, the, the naughty oddies. 
Um, it was like, it was more predictably gray and rainy, like you would like think about the Northwest being. So this was a very rare, sunny February day. It was very crisp and clear. And we had gone to the west side, oh no, east side co-op. If you know anything about Olympia, you know what I mean. There's the east side, the west side, but we were, Gossip was having band practice. This was when Kathy was in the band and this is, this is how long ago it was. And so Kathy, who was always a health nut, always took care of her body, not like me, garbage can, just shove it in. Oh, what is it? The Snickers. So she drives to the co-op. I'm with her, sitting shotgun. We're going to go get a pita or something. And um, <laughs> they were known for their delicious salad bar. And so we're in the parking lot. There are these two hippies pointing at the sky. And they won't get out of the way. We're like, what the hell's going on? And like, we're like seriously just sitting there and telling us, it's a good minute. And we're like, do you want to move or, but they're just like sitting there. And then all of a sudden I see what they're looking at and why they're not moving. And there's this bright, shiny little ball in the sky. I've never seen anything like it. It's one of those things where like, like, I, you know, I just told my mom that, that story about my mom and in your soul, you wish you could shake someone so they could be there. So they would know how real the moment is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're like, you're never going to believe it. You're never going to believe me. It could just be like, it could be my imagination. I could be lying, but you're never going to believe me. It is, it was the most, and for a moment when I saw the ball and what they were looking at, the bottom of my reality fell out. Like it was that crazy. Like I was literally looking at a UFO. I've never, I've never felt that way in my life. Like I, it was like when you see, it's like, it's like if, it's, if I'd seen the devil's face or an angel, it was like that. And it was like, no, <gasps> like I was freaking out. I'm not kidding. Like, and I'm a group fearing the end of the world. I was deathly afraid of the end of the fucking world. Like t- one time at the co-op, I almost fainted because there was like a little jazz band, play- not the co-op, but a farmer's market. There was a jazz band playing and I like my knees went weak and I was like, oh, cause I heard trumpets. Like that's how afraid of the end of the world I am. It felt like things were about to get crazy and it stayed in the sky. So we dr- we drive away and Kathy's driving and I didn't take my eyes off of it. It hovered, hovered in the sky for, I mean, as long as it takes to get to where we were going. So a good 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes still in the sky. It doesn't move until it comes out of a cloud And there's like this rod and it's attached to another bar and a ball. And now it looks like a, like a little barbell piercing that I had in my nipples (laughs) that I did as a 19 year old in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, And bad mistakes. I've made a few. Um, Well, God, anyway, but it looks like my nipple piercing. So my nipple piercing is on the sky, but it's going in and out of the cloud it's the shiniest, brightest thing. And like I was saying, I remember it was my sister's birthday. It was February 25th. Anyway, so I get there. Nathan's at home. And Nathan, Nathan, eccentric Nathan. Nathan is at our apartment. Like I said, we were having band practice. I'm like, Nathan, you've got to come outside and see this. It's fucking crazy. It's still in the sky. This is like 15 minutes later. I don't know. It felt like an eternity. He loses his shit. 
Kathy remains calm, even though she's like, oh my God, that's crazy. Me and Nathan are running around like Keystone Cops, like Scooby-Doo, like bonk, like bumping into each other, being like, who do we tell? What do we do? This is like pre-cell phone. So I magically have a phone at that time, which was rare. Like it, I, it was always getting disconnected, but we just so happened to have a phone at that time. I was, Nathan and I were living together. Nathan calls the police. <laughs> Because we're just like, what do we do? We got to report this UFO. I mean, and then you don't have a cell phone camera. There's yeah. no way to take a picture of it. There's, it's just like the most surreal thing I've ever felt. Like I literally was like, it wasn't like the end of the, it wasn't like I thought Jesus was coming back. It was like, nothing is real anymore, man. Nothing is real. And then I'm running down the street, banging on people's doors <laughs> because I want them to see it because I don't want to be crazy. Yeah. And I was like, it can't just be the gossip sees a UFO. It has to be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It has to be like other people. I go to Kristen's house, <laughs> Max wife. She's not home. I go to Jerry's house. He doesn't answer. I'm running down the street. Like seriously, like you got to answer the door. There's a UFO in the sky. <laughs> and then it goes and it, it, it starts to move again. It goes back and forth like this. It's hovering in the fucking sky. At this point, I'm telling you that thing was in the sky for at least 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It was there for that long. It was so surreal. So the story's not over. Nathan gets on the cops. She's like, they're like, yeah, we've been seeing reports of that. The only other person in Olympia that saw it was Chris Sutton. Guess what? Oh. Chris Sutton joined Gossip later. Producer Chris. Producer Chris, who's also in Gossip. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the of course Gossip sees the UFO. I don't know if this has something to do with co-ops, but I was at the Westside Co-op in Olympia, Washington. And at the time, there was only a couple people in the co-op with me. Um, the, uh, the cashier at the front door and somebody else buying vegetables or something. I had bought vegan candy. I had taken it to the front counter, purchased it, and walked out the front door. As uh, soon as I got out the front door, I looked out into the distance. I could see in the clouds far away two spinning, rotating, barbell-shaped UFOs um, in the distance. I stood there for what seemed like about five minutes. Could have been 30 seconds. Could have been half an hour. But I, as soon as I regained my senses i turned back around and walked back inside to tell the people inside the co-op what i had seen when they had finished their transaction they had followed me outside and we looked in the sky for a few minutes for this ufo i had sworn that i had seen it um, i explained to them what it looked like they both looked at me like you know maybe i was one of the other crazy hippies that always shop at co-ops and they just went about their day um I drove around for the rest of the day looking for similar types of things, and everybody who I had interacted with, I had tried to bring it up and asked if they had seen it. Nobody else had seen this um, this UFO, this apparition in the air. So I had kind of made nothing of it until I had, I think, some people that were working at K Records. I had went by there to drop off some records or hang out. I hung out there a lot with a lot of people. A lot of my friends were there. And they had told me that the gossip had been going around uh, calling people and um, you know telling people in person about this crazy UFO they, they had seen. And they were just super excited and uh, been out of shape about it. The only thing about... This was that nobody else had seen it, and everybody who 
they had uh, talked to um, thought that maybe they had been making it up or, you know, uh, like maybe they, the story wasn't on the up and up. Uh, there were reports to the police uh, that uh, UFOs had happened. It didn't show up in the paper, I don't think. And, um, yeah, the story got back around to me. Um, and I concurred. I had certainly seen these UFOs. I had, had been totally freaked out. And, uh, of course, the strange thing about it is um, I ended up joining their band later. Um, maybe there was something cosmic to that. <laughs> I don't know. But um, happy Halloween. Today's episode is brought to you by Shoshana Ruth Wechter, Michelle Lemoyne, Mary Pinson, Jill Soloway, and Christy Herod. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $500, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet, like the insect, leg, like its appendage, at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it, too. Don't be scared, that's just Ponyo's voice. Happy Halloween! So the next day, this is where it gets like conspiracy theory, like tinfoil hat style. So follow me here, everybody. Follow me. I'm long-winded. I'm Southern. It's like, oh God, it was crazy. So the next day, February 26th, we have a show in Seattle an hour away. We go, we play the show. We come back to the house. It's late. We drive back after the show. Kathy drops us off. It's Nathan, Nathan's ex, now ex-girlfriend, and me. We all live there. So we walk in the door and something's amiss, but we can't quite put our fingers on it. We all go to our rooms. It was like a sitcom. Go ahead and have a drink of water, Nicole. I'm parched. Keep talking. No, go ahead. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, (laughs) Then, so like, yeah, so... She had moved in with us, so we already had pots and pans and plates and everything, and she had that stuff too, so she had two big trunks. It was like back in the day, like we were just still just roommates. Okay, wait, hold on, back up. So we go to our rooms, and then at the same time, we both come out and are look at each other, and we're like, is your room, like, messed up? It's like, are things out of place? And she was like, yeah like it was like everyone had seen a ghost and she was like somebody went through this somebody went through that mind you at the time it was like playstation was there there's be albeit shitty equipment but there's guitars everything everything had gone anyway it was like things were out of place but meticulously put back it was so weird and this is the weird this is where it starts so she had brought pots and pans with her. We didn't need her pots and pans, so she didn't unpack them. She had two big trunks that were sitting on top of each other, and that's where the PlayStation was. This is in their bedroom. The PlayStation was, their television was, their DVD player was, all of that stuff. That was in their room. Her pots and pans were on in the trunk on the bottom trunk, below the two trunks, below the television, everything. Mm-hmm. One of the pots was out on the bed. 
But everything had been put back on top of the trunks. The other weird thing that's out of place. Also, we had just come back from tour. And what we what I used to do, because I didn't have a checking account, was like you'd have all of this cash and getting paid. And so I would take it so that I didn't spend it. I would go get, what are they called? When money you go orders. Money orders. I'd go get money orders for my rent. I hadn't done that yet. So it was just wadded up in a, like in a little roll in my underwear drawer. Because who looks there? You know, no one goes, no robber goes to your underwear drawer. <laughs> and anyway, that was there. That was safe. Nothing was touched. The weirdest thing is that I had just gone through not long before that, like sorting through all my papers. And, you know, when you go through your journals and old pictures and stuff and you can like organize it, you know, like gossip flyers and stuff like that, like things I wanted to keep. And this is pre-Marie Kondo, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I had put everything towards the back of the bed so that I could put, like, have access, like, put things in tubs, like, put have access to my, you know, clothes. And, like, so everything that I wasn't going to use on a daily basis, I scooted all the way to the back. On the coffee table in the living room, there was a love letter that I had written, that Kristen had written to me not like maybe a year or two before that that was like was actually the letter that was like when we're 30 when you're 32 and when I'm 35 we'll get married which we did and it was in the middle of the coffee table just sitting there and I had just from the tub from my room from under the bed that I had just pushed to the back so what do we think we put it together naturally somebody was looking for pictures or something that we had and, like, didn't take a thing, not a single thing, not a thing, but had meticulously gone through things and went through the trouble of putting it back. And the other thing that she noticed that um, we even called the police and they were just like, well, nothing's gone. Probably just some junkies. I was like, what do you mean junkies? Like, for one, weird. And two, like, nothing's gone. Nothing. And the other thing that was, like, one of the, like, the DVD player or something like that was knocked off the like something like it was off out of place or something like that but I was always like that had to be someone going through our stuff to see if we had pictures of this UFO in a pre-internet era do you think it was the FBI or the CIA or the ET task force (laughs) ETT um I don't know I don't know but isn't that crazy and that's the other thing that I just wish people could know in my like could you could see into my heart and be like how true that fucking story is and the other thing you know and what i love too was it's just like gossip sees a ufo like it was that's how it felt and like i don't know like nathan is not the most let's say he's just a very colorful person and didn't have the most bland reputation so he would really colored his world and so I was like, this can't be one of the only other people that's seen this UFO with me. It couldn't be. <laughs> so, you know, and Kathy was just like, mm, UFO, yes. Like, she's just very Kathy about it. Like, very, like, controlled and calm. But, yeah, that was one of the wildest feelings. Especially the moment when I realized what I was looking at and the bottom dropped out of my life. That was the craziest thing. And then I couldn't sleep. In the, I was in the back bedroom, like, near the alley. You know, like where that you put your garbage, and I couldn't sleep back there without thinking of an alien. An alien, <laughs> like so <laughs> stupid. I'm so sure. I'm so sure. But it, everything just kind of added up. That it was just like, okay, 
you know, and they were like, oh, somebody must have known you were gone. I was like, well, hell, everybody knows that we were gone. It's Olympia and we're, you know, it's just like people know your business. It's like, I mean, you know, but I mean, there are literally flyers about your show. It's like, it's like you, you don't know. (laughs) It was so crazy. I wish, God, the things I would give for you to just see into my soul and know. I would love it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see a little green space alien mm-hmm. knocking on your window? Be like, Bam. no, I would. Sh- I'd probably, I honestly probably would jump off a cliff. I don't know if I could handle that reality. <laughs> oh, no. I really don't think I could handle it. Like it all goes into like, it all goes back to like this thing. It's just like, I, I can't explain it. That thing where you like, like your like when I say your stomach falls into your ass, you know what I mean? It's like, it was like my whole body fell into somebody's ass. My whole body fell into the universe's ass. It was the craziest feeling I've ever had. When did you guys stop looking at it? Did you just eventually... It just kind of like... Well, I was running around, so I don't really remember it going away. But I just remember looking up and being like, it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. It it wasn't like it shot off or anything. But if... Oh, here's the other thing I was going to say. Google it. It's called... They're called rods. Google. Let's Google it now. What do you think about those cows missing with the missing blood that have been found in Oregon? Okay, so you sent me that link. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it could be. I mean, I don't think aliens are doing it. You don't? No. Do you? Well, if there's, if we have the internet right now, human beings, you know, terrestrial beings right is that what we are yeah because we're on terra we're on the terra yeah so if we're like if we have the internet we can send an email you can't tell like we can google what the inside of a cow looks like why are aliens coming here and google and chopping up cows throwing us off the path i don't know i also sometimes i think it's a government conspiracy to be like ooh, people are getting too close to knowing or talking about something that's actually serious so let's throw these like goofballs a curveball and like, plant, oh, you mean like people who are like plant these stories with NPR or because like it was like NPR and like places were like, we think aliens like very NPR. serious news outlets were like, possibly aliens is our best guess. Like they were interviewing farmers that were like, I think it's an alien. Aliens from where? And it's more likely to be lizard people if you think about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like a like chupacabra people, or something. Yeah, something with a something like some kind of like something with a less advanced technology or something for like i mean i don't know what those words are hell i can maybe listen i barely graduated high school i don't have a very big vocabulary but maybe they're like um it doesn't matter none of this is gonna get me pontificating okay, none of this is made, making it in there me, no, me pontificating I think it about- should be in there i think it should be in there i think it's i think it's worth it get listen what do you think what do you think I mean, maybe they need more cow samples because they're doing some kind of cow cloning because they're trying to see if they can get earth dwellers to live on their planet or... Can you hear eye rolls on... No, you can't. Podcast? Okay. Oh. Why would... I don't think that they're doing it as a dissection project for like alien middle school where they're like, what's inside of a cow? (laughs) They're like harvesting something or... You don't think they could do that more discreetly? (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, it's such an old hat. It's like... Like a crop circle. There's no way that they're doing 80s alien things still. It's like, <laughs> in the alien to, in the alien experimenter world, that's like the fax machine. 
of alien <laughs> of alien stuff of alien like what is it yeah alien experiments is 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 cow slicing up is cow butchering also like why wouldn't they take the cows with them yeah exactly everyone's seen an image of a cow in an alien spaceship ray just hovering i don't know i don't know i'm, I'm gonna say then chupacabra i'm gonna say it's humans humans are fucking weird they do we do i'm a human but you gotta believe me you believe me right okay you're like she just licked her own eyeball um i i think humans are weird they do all they're capable of the dumbest weirdest shit so pointless i mean people slice human beings up they're not afraid to slice up a cow so i hear you beth do you have any other scary stories or we come to the end of do I have other scary stories? Uh, I have a, I do my my own personal ghost story would be oh. yeah. It's very slight. Is Nathan and I? I I'll think of an. I bet you I'll think of another one. But I've been thinking about it since you asked me. My favorite one is basically my favorite thing about the ghost story I already told you is that my grandmother always said she would die on April Fool's Day because she was born on Halloween and she actually did. I think that's the craziest thing. That is crazy. Um. That's the spookiest thing about the whole thing, that it's just, like, proven and real. Um, I've, it's been proven. It's proof. It's proof. It's proof. And that my brother, my, my uncle heard her voice and knew it was her. And that my, yeah, whatever. But anyway, so, one time we were, I was painting a room because Kathy, we were living in a punk house. And we were doing that thing where you make the dining room into a bedroom as, mm. as you do. Mm-hmm. And mind you, Jerry and I are sleeping on the fold out couch together in the living room. That was our bedroom, but we paid equal rent fresh off the turnip truck. I didn't know any better. Um, I was painting a room for Kathy and Nathan was sitting in the living room watching something on a tape or bunny ears or something, you know, but we're like anyway i was just painting the room and then i like the lights just go like they just dim Hmm. and then turn back on and there was a dimmer or whatever and that wasn't a big deal to anybody else but i looked at nathan and nathan looked at me and we were both like let's never talk about that again because we both are really scared of ghosts sagittarian matters is produced by chris sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.